Let's talk about the Panada, Lauren. Cool, yeah. How long have you been in place? Well, I've been, yeah, well, thank you, first of all, for having me oh, on here. This wonderful is really to fun. have you. Oh, it is. Yeah. So I, so I, my official first day was on February 1st, but I actually spent a couple of weeks in January working and just like learning the different systems and operations behind the scenes. So when I started in February 1st, I could get, feel like I was a bit more productive instead of learning everything right away. So that helped me a lot starting coming into February and being able to, you know, bring a contract full circle with a new renter or mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, since February 1st, officially. So how was your first month? Well, this is this three is weeks our, on the job. February. Yeah, this yeah. is our last uh, Thursday in February. Uh, before we know it, we'll be in, well, mm-hmm. next week we'll be into March. Yeah. How did your first month go? Well, I mean, I could ask you. <laughs> Jim, uh, Jim's, Jack? Jim's uh, the chair of, of our board at the Panada, so. That'd be me. Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I have a lot to learn. Something that I took away from this month is, because I've been trying to meet with everyone who's involved with the Panada pretty regularly so that means really active members on the board our different employees that we have we have two uh, employees at the panada including myself josh and doug and so i've just been trying to meet with everybody and i first approached those meetings with like trying to figure out how i fit in but what what i took away from those meetings is i have a lot to learn and there's a lot for me to, I'm coming into a really established unit and a really established um, group of people and events that come in. And so I just took this month of learning and asking questions, but really coming back into that seat of being a student and taking away like what's how things are already operating and seeing how I can fit in and hold what's currently there in place. Because my previous, um, the previous managing director Veronica Knowlton she put a lot of events in place so I was really lucky where I didn't have to step in and start scheduling a bunch of events right away she Mm -hmm. had like February March April all the way in the summer pretty much booked so I had the opportunity to really like sit and learn so thanks to her I could learn from everyone that I work with and then figure out where I fit in and how I can bring my skills more into the role and Mm-hmm. things like that so it's been really good but it's also a lot of work too <laughs> yeah uh you're listening to the morning show on 88.5 krfy we're talking to lauren sanders the managing director as of three weeks ago of the panada theater here in downtown sandpoint which has been around since 1927 in one form or another uh-huh i know this i've, <laughs> I've learned this you I've been, you studied up i have uh the Lauren, uh, so you are new to the organization, but what's your what's your background? Where'd you come from before this? Yeah, so mm-hmm. my background is in marketing and communication. So I really focused on developing content for certain consult. I was a consultant, in effect, for different organizations, and then also I was a employee at Connexu Community Health. So working there under Olivia Luther, I really learned about our community and the different needs of our community so in terms of you know like our health needs but also our housing needs as well and so in the different organizations that support those needs and so when i stepped into 
this role at the Pianeta, I saw this as a great opportunity to, you know, flush out that a bit more and see how the Pianeta might be able to assist in some of those needs and whether that is just like a more affordable movie night or whatever. So, um, or, or I just have a lot of ideas around that space. So my background though comes from um, sorry, my brain kind of just died. <laughs> it's funny back well, here, but yeah. blame yeah. it on the cold weather. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So I come from marketing and communications, and so what that means is I basically develop content. I help come up with like marketing strategies, which I probably should have come up for this uh, chat on here with you guys, and also understanding the needs of a company and helping them bring that to light in a way that reflects their brand. And so at the Panada. Where I can fit that in is coming up with more unique approaches so we can communicate the events to our community because something I've just heard. So I'm now where the piano is now part of the business, downtown business association. Mm-hmm. And something that I learned from just a couple meetings I've had with them is they're like, we never know what's going on at the Panada. And so where I come in is get the mindset of marketing and communications on and think, okay, how can we better bring this these events to our community and communicate them so that a lot of eyes are getting on our mm-hmm. calendar and what we have to offer because we're here for the community. Yeah. So that's where I want to bring what I learned into that space. But I also want to trickle that out into like our Canada community. Like we have a lot of employees. We have a lot of volunteers. I call the volunteers employees, but they're volunteers. But we have yeah. a, a huge network of support. And I also want to figure out how – I can take my previous experience and help to kind of create a better apparatus where there's like better communication between the Panada um, day-to-day operations and like the volunteers and the board. So Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of different opportunities where we can all work more together and communicate. So Mm -hmm. that's where I think I can bring my history and Mm -hmm. my previous experience there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where'd you come from? Did you grow up around here? Yeah, I didn't grow up around here, but every summer and winter I would come here. So my mom's family, they are like six generations Coeur d'Alene. And so they've been here for a really long time. So every summer we would all load up in the car and drive up from Arizona and go to Idaho. And we were there all summer long and it was so much fun. Like we would stay at my great grandma's farm on the Raftrum Prairie, which is now being like developed all around. Like it's still, <laughs> are the farm is still there, yeah. but like all around it, it's just like getting a bunch of homes are growing around yeah. it. So we would spend our nights there and then we'd go to the lake. We'd go to Fernand Lake. My other great grandma had a house on Fernand Lake. So we would go there and play like all day long. Mm-hmm. And so that was like our summer and then mm-hmm. in the wintertime, we were fortunate enough to go to Schweitzer and spend our our winters in Schweitzer. So that's mm-hmm. like where I learned to ski and all of that. And so that was like my upbringing. And so we moved a lot when I was a kid. And so Coeur d'Alene was always my home. And so when I was in college, I went to the University of Arizona and I did not do that well. (laughs) I didn't realize like the value of school. Mm -hmm. And for all you kids out there, you know, college is amazing and you can grow so much. But I didn't realize that. So at the U of A, I had like too much fun. I was number one in my sorority, but Mm -hmm. I was like last in school. 
And so I was really embarrassed about that. <laughs> and I and I had the opportunity to go to Pima Community College, which is right in Tucson. But I was so embarrassed. And that summer, of course, we're going to Coeur d'Alene. And I'm just biking around the military fort grounds, which is like where NIC is. And I'm just trying to figure out my life and what I'm going to do. Because I wanted to go to school. And I'm like, what am I going to do in fall? And I go by NIC. And I just thought, why don't I just go to NIC, get my grades up, and then go from there. And NIC opened up my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know the different things that were in me that I could do. Like, I I joined the Sentinel newspaper. I got involved with Outdoor Pursuits. I really just, like, leaned into that community. And I just learned so much about myself. And I lifted myself up out of that state. I made some great friends. And then from there, it was just really seamless to go to U of I. And mm. so after I got my grades up, I went to U of I. And I kind of like rinse and repeat. I joined um, the Vandals. radio. Or it's not, it wasn't radio. It was a, t- a television show. And so I filmed and created mm-hmm. packages for the, um, the, the television show at U of I. And that was just a great experience for me to really feel like I was involved in the community and I really needed that. And as an adult now, I love to be in the community and that's, um, and that's what brought me to the Panada is it's like, this is such a pivotal way for me to be a part of the community, bring shared experiences to people, make people happy, mm-hmm. but also, you know, yeah. So that is my journey to, here and kind of a little bit of my background too. (laughs) Well, how long have you lived here in Sandpoint? So we've, you know, I get that question a lot. Like everyone is like, how long have you been here? Where are you from? Like, and I think it's fabulous because it kind of, we all like to like see people and put them like, not define them, but you know, like have some context on like who you're talking to, you know, but it's so funny how we ask that. I ask that too. So no offense to anyone that asked that, (laughs) but so it's just funny that that is like a very common question. So I've been living here for two years this summer full time. Yeah, but we came here in April of 2021 after my daughter was born. And so I experienced postpartum um, here. And my in-laws, they have a cabin here on the lake. And so we actually postpartum as a family, my husband, daughter, and I in that space. And it was a great way for us to like just come together, bond, figure out what our new family dynamics are. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and then we got a great home here in town. So cool. yeah, it's been wonderful. I love it. Let's not make Lauren feel like we're picking on her. When did you move here, Jack? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, gosh, uh, 2011, 10, 2010 or 2011, something like that. Maybe 11. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd, that, that'd be around right in, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, like October or something. From Minnesota. From from Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, I bounced around. Uh, I grew up in Minnesota. I think I went to school in Montana, went down to Texas for about nine months, back to Minnesota, then then out here. Followed oh, wow. my uh, significant others. She got a job first in San Point. She grew up around here. We said, well, let's try that out, mm-hmm. you know, and then... Didn't actually know that we were going to be staying for that long. We kind of thought, we came here, thought, well, Sandpoint's great for a little while, and maybe we'll eventually move back to Missoula or something. But mm-hmm. that hasn't happened, and I don't really think it's going to at this mm-hmm. point. I think I we're know. here. Yeah, something yeah. about it is so nice, especially 
when you have littles or Mm -hmm. if you're like just being able to walk or get around really quickly. That is something like my family, they live in Georgia now. And I just notice like when we visit them, it's like you're in the car for 20 minutes and it takes like 20 minutes to get to Schweitzer some days, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's just like something that we really take you were like my husband and I were just so thankful for that we don't have to live a lot of our life in the car. We can walk everywhere. And so the, a lot of that time that would be in the car, we can spend like as a family or doing things that we love. And mm-hmm. that is a big, that's something that I didn't know that I valued in my life, but I really do value. You do it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jim, when did you get here? July 1st, 1999. July 1st. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> to, the, to the day. That's when yeah. I packed up my vehicle and my pickup uh-huh. truck and uh, motored here. Uh huh. Cool. And been here ever since. So I guess I'm yeah. the old timer in the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, the so you you came well. You you've got a mm-hmm. pretty diverse background and geographically. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. You say you got here two years ago. Oh, by the way, we're talking to Lauren Sanders, the managing Hi. director. Of the Panada Theater, uh, as of February one. Uh, how about entertainment? Uh, entertainment background? Anything mm-hmm. there? What do you? I mean, you you develop some media for the mm-hmm. College Station down in mm-hmm. uh, Moscow. Did you? I don't know. Do you, what do you, What do you like to watch, listen to, that kind of thing? Yeah. Mm. So professionally, my background isn't rooted in entertainment. Mm-hmm. My background really is rooted more in like corporate. Uh, communications because that's where I started Um, I actually started professionally working for a pallet company like the pallets that you see at Costco okay and we developed they developed a reusable pallet and it in the it's mm-hmm. you laugh, but there's a huge sector in the supply chain on how to reduce waste and cost. Yeah. And so the company is RM2, and they developed a pallet that had a huge life cycle, and we put a, a smart device in it. So it was like a bit. So I came into that job when they were just we just got floated on the internet onto the London Stock Exchange, and so I stepped into that role. And there was a big rebrand opportunity. And so I, so the rebrand was to target North America and to target this new upcoming industry of reusables in the supply chain. And through that journey, I then worked with, since we had a smart device, we had to find a network to connect to. And so that network happened to be AT&T's 4G network, I believe. So it's like a lower network. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a great opportunity for me to partner with them, come up with case studies and different campaigns with them to promote our palette and their network. And then from there, I got, um, I met when we moved to Spokane, I met up with, um, Northwest Yoga Feast, which is here in Sandpoint. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably like one of my longest, um, working relationships has been with them. And, I helped plan Northwest that that event here in town. Oh, cool! And mm-hmm. so, for everyone listening, Northwest Yoga Feast, a little plug, mm-hmm. is a wonderful yoga festival that happens in Sagal, Idaho, and it's at mm-hmm. the end of July. And it is a fabulous weekend where they have like sound bowl healers. There's music, mm-hmm. dance, yoga, wellness, and it's a full on retreat. Yeah. And so that's like probably the extent of my event background is working Mm -hmm. with them. 
Um, and so I had, so with this job, then where I come in is I can bring more of my project management and organization yeah. to the Pianeta and mm-hmm. really rely on the different team around me and the promoters bringing events to me because yeah. the Panda kind of has, we have a huge network of theater here and events that already come to the Panda like all the time. And so I just really have to hold space for all that to happen and make sure it's organized and there's clear communication. And that's where my background can come in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so that's, and then also, um, yeah. Something. Seems appropriate for the position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty d- diverse, but there's a lot of ways that my skill set fits into what the Panada needs. Yeah. Yeah. This is Jim and Jack on the Thursday edition of The Morning Show, the last Thursday in February 2023. And we're going to take a music break and then come back with our guest this morning, Lauren Sanders, Managing Director at the Panda Theater. We'll talk about the upcoming events Yay. in uh, in March, uh, the theater is packed. Uh, on this date in 1995, a little bit of music history, one of the original founders uh, and stayed with the group and if it's in its different iterations, the Temptations, Melvin Williams, he was the bass voice and he passed away on this date in 1995. And so we're going to blow the dust off your Motown shoes and get grooving with probably the most notable song. It was their first number one song in back in 1964. Uh, see if you remember this. Uh, that was the Temptations there with my girl. Uh, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. You you said that was their. You think their first big hit? Their first number mm-hmm. one hit back in 1964 with David Ruffin leads vocals. Uh, I I did click on this guy's name, Melvin Franklin, known by or David Melvin English was his birthday. Yes, exactly. Better known by the stage name Melvin Franklin or his nickname Blue was mm-hmm. a bass singer. Uh, known as a founding member of the Temptations and passed right. away on this date, uh, February 23, 1995, at age 52. A young person. Yeah, but young. Yeah, the Temptations have a mm-hmm. little interesting okay. history that the members came from two different groups. Uh, three of them came from Otis Williams and The Distance, mm-hmm. and then two of them came from The Prime. Uh, you, you, Yeah, you're right. That was their first. You think that they're... Would you say that's their most impactful? That's got to be their yeah. signature song. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Papa was a Rolling Stone and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, my girl. I like Ain't Too Proud to Beg. That's pretty oh, God, yeah. I just love my girl. I mean, yeah. it, you're just getting that the groove right from is, the beginning. Yeah, boom, that's pretty good. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And you're already moving already. Yeah. Do you remember where you were when you first heard it, Jim? Because you, this is within your lifespan. The temptation, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Lauren. One of the we things grew up that, with it. Yeah, yeah. one of, one of the things that uh, Jack and I, uh, when we talk about music, I go, "Were you alive then, Jack?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that. age difference. So, yeah. yes, yes, it was in my wheelhouse. I was a freshman uh, at the university, and uh, um, Motown was. I know a time when there was no Motown. Yeah, and then there was Motown and. Everything was Motown, and it was wonderful. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like and, I remember a time before there was like no Justin Bieber. <laughs> and now there's Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. Uh, it's who? exactly the same who? thing. <laughs> who? Uh, <laughs> Not <laughs> saying they're equivalent at all, but yeah. I remember that time before. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a time before Beyonce <laughs> and mm-hmm. a time before Adele. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember a time before Ricky Martin. Like Ricky oh, Martin was definitely La Loca Vida. Yeah, Vida, Live in La Vida yeah. Loca. That was like one of my first songs. My like, there's videos of me dancing mm-hmm. in my bedroom, like so into it, like singing his songs. And mm-hmm. those, these videos are hilarious. But I loved Ricky Martin and all of his songs. Mm-hmm. I do Very remember danceable. a time before Britney Spears, but I remember when I first <laughs> saw her music video. I'm like, this music is so like. I just love Britney Spears. We 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 we've got to get Lauren to do a, a music show because we don't have anyone on our staff who is a Bieber, Adele, Beyonce, right. yeah. uh, uh-huh. Britney Spears. Yeah. Uh, really? No, you, we, you aren't. Well, we have we have some Adele in the mix, and mm-hmm. I bet we have some Beyonce in the mix. I don't think mm-hmm. we have any. Uh, Justin Bieber in Otto's eclectic mix at this time. I don't time. think so. Yeah, I don't. So we there we is a need for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, on top of all of your chores with mm-hmm. the Panada Theater, mm-hmm. uh, come on over and do a program because just what was it uh, earlier this month? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we did uh, a tribute, not a tribute, but a nod to the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, oh, yeah. February ninth, nineteen sixty four, and. Uh, I remember that. Jack, of course, doesn't. I was the only person in the studio, I think, who didn't That's remember that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You we were, were with a bunch of us. It was this. Well, it was from the <laughs> folks from the senior center, so it worked out yeah. well yeah. Uh, that yeah, everyone was everyone was alive and present for the oh. uh, the Beatles on the Beatles. So yeah, same. You know, my Marma. So my Marma is my grandma on okay. my mom's side mm-hmm. and she actually uh-huh. saw johnny cash up here you know so they used to do shows yeah. um like the festival but i can't remember where they were but i think they were down at like city beach but johnny cash came here and she remembers getting on stage with him Ooh. and so this i can't remember what year it was but maybe anyone any listeners out there can call in with the date but she was telling me about that show and it was just so much fun and yeah great time uh we're we're talking to lauren sanders the managing director of the panada theater uh mm-hmm. we should talk a little bit about what's coming up yeah um, what shows y'all can get on stage for yeah <laughs> uh we just you're listening to 5 krfy and actually this radio station just on tuesday so what the day before yesterday we were down at the little panada theater mm-hmm. not on the big stage uh with a uh an energetic if sparse crowd. Uh, this, oh, it was, this was wonderful. That, this very cold night. Uh, but well, really nice show that uh, that Mike Wagner and Utah John put on uh, the little live radio hour. And the Panada Theater is generous enough to uh, provide that space for us mm-hmm. uh, once a month. So thank you. Thank you for that. Well, yeah. you, you were mentioning, Lauren, about small town and getting someplace and not taking 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. One of the people there walked in at about 25 after the hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at home listening to it. And oh, cool. uh, he said, I'm going to drive down and catch uh, yeah. Utah uh, John and Mike Wagner, because I guess he knows Mike Wagner and Utah John. And mm-hmm. so he got in his car. Turned on the radio, 
didn't miss a song, and walked in at about 25 after 8. That was pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, that was just Mm -hmm. only in a small town Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can you do that. Who's coming next time? Because we're having one in March, too, right? Uh, On the 21st, it'll be the... Third Tuesday? Yep. It's Uh, the third Tuesday. Which is, once again, the 21st of March, and it'll be the Sam Lighty Band uh, from... Coeur d'Alene, post they're kind of... What's their style? Country. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. It's, it, to stay tuned to this radio station, you'll start hearing them peppered into the mix a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're good. Um, it should be a fun a fun show. We haven't had... We did that... Uh, I think we did about six of those uh, last year and then took a little wintertime break and now we're back. And we have not yet had a country band, which is something I've mm-hmm. kind of always wanted to... Uh, get M- modern country is not really my thing, but I think this area. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a popular genre, and uh, if you can find a good one, which these guys are, I think it's appropriate to get them on our airwaves. So yeah, you got to give the fun. people what they want. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to Jack because uh, Jack does an incredible job with with giving local and regional mm-hmm. artists uh, access to our airwaves well, and uh, can't thank you enough for doing that well thank you Jim uh, yeah I mean that's that's nice to hear I'm uh, I think it's all all credit is to them because we have a lot of talent in this we area. do without a yeah. doubt I know um, Lauren mm-hmm. at the Panada theater uh, is basically the uh, I don't know the heart and soul of the entertainment you know, community in in our area. Uh, what do we got coming up in March? Well, so you say that we're mm-hmm. the heart and soul of the entertainment area, and I mm-hmm. just want to give a big shout out to all of our volunteers because they are like the blood that mm-hmm. gives the heart its beat and mm-hmm. ability to to do its thing. So thank you to all of Hand of Volunteers out there. And if you want to volunteer, like let us know. Reach out to us. Go to our website. Or just message us on social media. Um, but there's a lot of ways to volunteer beyond just doing a show. So, um, yeah, just let us know. So this month, though, so this month's coming mm-hmm. to an end, oh, February. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. weekend, we actually have um, the Music Conservatory is bringing North Idaho Philharmonia. And they're coming here the Friday and Saturday of this week, mm-hmm. 7.30, Friday night, 2 on Saturday. And then I'm really excited about what's coming in March as well. We have a packed schedule in March. So on March 2nd, the Friends of Scotchman's Peak, they are, I always say Scotchmen. Like yeah, that's Scotch tricky, isn't it? You want to yeah. say want to say Scotch men? Yeah, peaks. Yes. I bet, I bet <laughs> Phil is listening right now. I think Hi, the Phil. trick is uh, <laughs> the trick. I think is one man, multiple peaks, right? Yeah, Scotch mm-hmm. man peaks. Scotchman peaks. And yeah. and mm-hmm. this is one week from today, yeah. March second is is the Wild mm-hmm. and Scenic Film Festival, and mm-hmm. it just looks like a really great lineup of films mm-hmm. and. If you want to learn more, just go to our website, panna.org, and you'll see the lineup of films for The Wild and Scenic. But that's March 2nd, 7 p.m. And then the Follies are back. They're making their return. I think it's been two years. I think I was going to say it's been two years since the Follies have been on our stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's March 3rd and 4th. And I think those tickets are almost sold out. I know Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So check their Mm -hmm. website. And then we have our vintage second Wednesday, North by Northwest, which is 
a film with Cary Grant and a couple other of Eva Maria Saint, James Mason. Um, you know, if you love vintage films or if you just want like a nice night out on a Wednesday, come to it. It's all half off drink. So all beer and wine is half off. Dollar popcorn, is that right? Do- dollar popcorn. Dollar and, popcorn. And it's North, it's a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. And we've all seen, if not the entirety of it, some of the scenes of them walking, mm-hmm. fighting along mm-hmm. the face of Mount Rushmore. But to mm-hmm. see it on a big screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the, the historic Canada. Exactly. Kind of you know, fitting. with that plane diving down at uh, Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it's a joy. Have you seen the movie, Lauren? No, but I love you haven't Wednesday seen night. Uh, okay. it's it, it's yeah. it's a real treat, and uh, it's it's a classic Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. So that would be the second Wednesday. So March eighth, mm-hmm. March eighth, seven p.m. And it's a great night just to kind of go out by yourself or with some friends or or whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Catch a dinner at one mm-hmm. of the local restaurants, and then come and have mm-hmm. for your dessert a bag of popcorn oh. and a drink. I yeah. love that. Support yeah. locally. Yeah. And then the Oscar shorts are coming up March 9th through the 12th. Mm-hmm. And those are basically like their little um, kind of animation or shorter films that the Oscars are actually like they were submitted to the Oscars and they're all going to be voted on on March 12th. And so March 12th is the actual Oscars and the winners of these different categories like live action, documentary and animated. They will all be announced at the Oscars who won. So. <laughs> And, and you need mm-hmm. to go to the Panada website to mm-hmm. see which night and which showing is documentaries or live action or animation. You need to check with there because uh, you don't get to see all three categories mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. Uh, viewing. Yeah, yeah. We, mm-hmm. we're playing mm-hmm. two, we're playing live action and animation two times and then documentary one time. Yeah, and from my experience, they are you know, that there'll be five of them essentially. And the majority of them, you'll just sit there and go, wow. I mean, uh, it's a fun evening and it's great to see short Mm -hmm. films rather than the full thing. So I recommend it highly. Yeah. Okay. I hope, hope you all are writing this down because we got more coming at you. (laughs) (laughs) Panada.org. Yeah. So we have Philip Kapinski, He's back for his final comedy avalanche. So he's had, this is his third show. Mm-hmm. He was here January, February, and now March. He's bringing Augie Smith on March 11th. And that's going to be a really great comedian. We have the Fly Fishing Film Tour presented by <laughs> the Panhandle it's wonderful. Unlimited. I know. And North 40. They're both sponsoring that event. And that's March 18th. Dear Frankie is coming. That's a global cinema cafe film. That's sponsored by Ting on March 19th. We have two yes, viewings. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, That's a Scottish film, and yeah. it's quite excellent. It will be closed captioned. Okay. Because Lord mm-hmm. knows how Scottish people, uh, I don't have an ear for Scottish English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it will, but it's a, it's a, Excellent movie. I have a little ear for it because I lived in Wales and that was oh, like where my first job was, was oh. over in Wales. Yeah. And they have, their words are so amazing. Like they can, they have like basically no vowels in a lot of their words. <laughs> like there's this one town called like, lo, like love. Oh, I can, I say, can see it. I can say it in my brain, but not out loud. But I kind of mm-hmm, have a little mm-hmm. ear for Scottish. That's, that is Welsh. It is different, but it's yeah. still, you know, a harsher dialect. Beautiful country, I understand mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of outdoor activities there to do like mountain biking and um, mm-hmm. it's it's such a cool place. And then end of the month, we have Missoula Children's Theater presented by POAC. They're bringing Red Riding Hood March 25th. That's a one day only, but two events, matinee and a show. And then we have two shows that are not on our event schedule coming up. Um, that we have one coming up on March 26th, which is a local guy. He brought, he filmed a, I don't know if you'll, if anyone knows about the Baja 1000, but um, a local guy, he filmed that. You guys know about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I've heard I have heard this. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the from my understanding, I'm probably going to butcher it, but the Baja 1000 is like people on motorbikes. They come up from like, Mexico or Baja Peninsula, like all the way up the peninsula. I think that's right. And mm-hmm. um, and a local guy, he actually filmed it and produced this film. And um, the same gentleman that brought us BAMP, Michael Bogle, he's uh, bringing us this show. And you can get some updates on North Idaho Racers on their Instagram page. Um, and then at the end of the month, we're finalizing some details, but on March 31st, we have a show coming up called No Man's Land. It's still in the final developments. I might be announcing it too early, but it's about um, women in the outdoor space, women and people from the LGBTQ community and BIPOC who go outdoors and you see their stories of adventure, like mountain biking, rock climbing, skiing through their lens and I'm really excited to bring that film festival. I really hope it comes to fruition. We're working hard to bring it to the Panada, but that will close out March on March 31st. That's I a, know. That's yeah. a, uh, but speaking of bringing to fruition, mm-hmm. uh, before we let you go, on July 7th. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Do you want to say something? I know what this is, but I don't even know why, why you'd mention it because it's sold out. Mm-hmm. Nobody can get a ticket anymore. Well, it, it, it's, it's important cool. to keep the buzz yeah. buzz about it uh, yes. yeah. because if mm-hmm. if this is a good uh, experience, not only for right. the Panada, but for the promoter and the artist, there's the possibility that there will be other artists mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bands, uh, both individual right. performers mm-hmm. and whatever, yeah. coming here. But Graham Nash uh, from Crosby, Stills, and Nash, yes, it's a sellout. Yeah. Um, it'd be great if we could have him here all week. I know, mm-hmm. yeah. No, maybe, well, maybe he'll add another show, huh? Yeah. No, I, I think he's probably booked in Missoula. Well, or he's or booked yeah. uh, the next day in yeah. Tacoma, Washington. Oh, okay. And he's coming up from Park City. Yeah. And so I don't know. He's, yeah. I think, one. I want to say 80 81 and i don't know enough about one's voice mm-hmm. yeah you know it's not as if like you're in your 20s where you can just sing for like 20 nights in a row yeah mm. so i don't know but no, it would be it is worth mentioning because it's a real coup yeah. to have him here it is in town and i don't yeah. think he's been here so for everyone listening karen bowers was the managing director of the panada for mm-hmm. A number of years, like nearly 20 years, Mm -hmm, I believe. mm -hmm. And Graham Nash was brought to her by the same promoter, Too Far North Productions. And and it happened to be now, 20 years later, that Mm. same promoter is is bringing Graham Nash here. So um, it's kind of like a full circle journey. And so I'm really happy that they thought of us and he's going to play here. And that is something that I kind of want everyone listening to know is like the Panada, we host a number of events like... Like the, the Global Cinema Theory, the Vintage um, Wednesdays, those are all put on by the Panada. Like we we license the movie that's all through the Panada. But a lot of these other events, like the Fly Fishing Film Tour, 
Wild and Scenic, mm-hmm. um, Little Red Riding Hood coming with POAC. Those are all rented experiences. So POAC comes to us, uh, Friends of Scotchman Peak come to us, and they rent the Panada to bring the event there. And so that's an opportunity for everyone listening. If you're a nonprofit or if you have an event that you want to bring to the Panada, you know, reach out to us. We have in a submission form online, or you can just call or email. And we, you know, we, we invite the community to bring their events here because we really want to showcase our different community members, our different artists and, and nonprofits on our stage. So I, I do want to make mention when you mentioned the global cinema cafe mm-hmm. series that those films are brought by Ting. Oh, that's right. And mm-hmm. uh, that Ting has just been wonderful uh, mm-hmm. with our funding for the Panada Century Fund up to $200,000. They are matching donations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we haven't gotten, um, Two hundred thousand dollars from We're individual still, donations, and mm-hmm. your dollar becomes two dollars. Your five dollars mm-hmm. becomes ten dollars, and so uh, you know that. Keep keep the panda in mind. We want to thank uh, Ting. Uh, yeah. Anything mm-hmm. in closing before we uh, send you out into the bitter cold <laughs> with a howling wind and um, don't stay out more than a half hour. No, I have gloves. Right, a half that's hour. Good. Yeah, half hour. That's half it. hour. That's half your hour. Limit. Mm-hmm. You bet. That's what the weatherman tells us. Yeah, and that's what Jack said. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, this is official, guys. Don't, yeah. you, no exposed skin for more than half an hour. You'll get. You, you'll regret it. Um, Anything in closing? Well, Lauren? I I think I should just you know talk about the Century Fund for a brief mm. second. The Century Fund is a five year plan where we're raising nearly two million dollars for the refurbishment and modernization of the Panada and. Mm. It's really cool to be at the helm of that right now. I see myself as a steward of the Panada in my position. And the Century Fund is a way for us to keep the Panada here for 100 more years to come and bring it up to date so we can bring in more acts that, you know, are more internationally known. Because right now um, we can handle some things, but we the, the Panada is dated and it also hasn't really been Uh, maintained all the time up to the standards that needs to be so the century fund we did meet our first goal in phase one two hundred and seventy three thousand dollars right yes yes absolutely we met that phase one goal so now we're into phase two um and so all individual donations so like if jack donates if i donate Mm -hmm. from individuals that money is doubled as jim was mentioning and then anything from a business that is brought in to the piano that's not doubled but we but it will go to the century fund and help us on our journey and we're just really thankful for everyone who's donated so far and we also are thankful for ting for matching that first donation of two hundred thousand dollars so if you're looking for a way to get involved, you don't have time, but you have a couple bucks, you know, please consider donating to the Panada Century Fund because and, really and c- could it. I add something to <laughs> yeah. that? With every donation, uh, the theater was founded in 1927. Mm-hmm. That 2.7 percent of every donation goes to an endowment fund, and what an endowment fund is, it's a body of money that is not touched. 
But at a certain point in time, when that body of money is big enough, it generates interest. And then you use that interest like to pay salaried positions or something like that. And so uh, this is something that's new to the Panada, less than a year old. Yeah, and it's a great mm. way if you're looking on, if you have some money that you want to donate and have it live beyond exactly. you. You know, I don't want to get morbid, but mm. it is a way to kind of, have your your um, your your a legacy a legacy that's the word a legacy and uh, so uh, keep that in mind because not only will hopefully Lauren be around to put a uh, a star on the first hundred years closing Mm -hmm. but to kick it off into the next 100 years and uh, you know like any 100 year old whether it be a person or a building or a structure uh, there is some wear and tear and uh, that uh, the theater just needs the support and love. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so good to have you on the on, you. on the program. You'll come back again? I hope so. This was so fun. Well, yeah, good. Thank you. Maybe we can do like a Ricky Martin, Ooh. early Britney Ooh. Spears hour. Do we have? Oh, boy. Do <laughs> we have any? any look, well, let's just chat a second. I mean, we could. I want to know that. I, no. yeah, Live the song in La Vida Loca. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy, that'll get people bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Uh-huh. We should have that. You'd think so. That was it. That was everywhere. Yeah. Do we and, have uh, it? We have the. Let's see. We have the album Ricky Martin. Okay. Uh, was that sh- his? That might have been his. The the one that it's on. Uh, hold on. Okay. Where, where okay. are you? Oh know. yeah. Yeah. Off of okay, yes, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lauren is going to be bouncing out. In I request. The yeah. No, we can or play. We play can now? play it now. And okay. the Nora Jones, I have. Uh, we, we can, can move wait. that to nine mm-hmm. o'clock. Okay. Thank you. And here is Ricky Mountain. Mer- Mountain. <laughs> Ricky Martin. Bye. <laughs>